are tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm about to bounce back, bounce back, I'm about to I'm still walking in my chair. Bounce back. Is that Christ walking? Are you Christ walking? Right, I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. What's up, everybody? It is the Preachers of LA After Show. This is the name of this episode. Of course, is Bouncing Back. Guess who picked this song? Um, Yeah, um, we're going to get into that. Um, I'm your host, Lim Gonzalez. Uh, I'm so excited to be here, as always. I got my girls with me. Um, let's start with Miss Tiffany Williams, who picked this song. What's yes, up? Yes, yes. Isn't this a fitting song, guys? It is a fitting We're bouncing back song. for Jesus. Right. Woo, woo, right, hallelujah. right, right, right. <laughs> and of course, Megan Thomas. Hello. What's up? Do you know what this is? Because you're from Cali. You don't know what this is. Bounce, oh, of course. We're going to bounce back. <laughs> Yeah. No, that is not, no. That was the cracker jack. You gotta jack. do it together. <laughs> I got it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Megan bounce. Let me tell you something. I cannot dance. What I know was my lane. I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane. That's like I, a, don't let the but skin But that's okay because you. you got admirers. We're right. going to talk about it later. Uh, no, we're not. That was yes, it. <laughs> Cabbage, have to do that? Cabbage Patch Hybrid. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> all right, so let's get into this. Um, we're going to start with <clears throat> Mr. Kevin Terry, who was at the forefront of this episode. Uh, he was a gospel artist that kind of fell from grace. Megan Thomas, why don't you tell us about well, him? I got to talk about him. Um, because... I didn't know who he fo- was. And again, I didn't know who he was either until this particular episode. Oh, so, well... I stay in the blogs. Uh, so right. yeah, last year, Kevin Terry, who was a pastor, um, for, he's a gospel choir pastor, mm-hmm. he, there was a sex tape that was released. And not only was it a sex tape, it was a homosexual sex tape. Mm. And I clicked on the link. Because I didn't know who he was at the time. You're, right. you're curious. Right. And I didn't know. No, right. I was like, what? I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even know. All I know is that I saw a little Mo tweet about how people need to stop beating this man up. Um, oh, because, she was defending him. Yeah, she was defending oh, him. Okay. She was defending him, and she said, you know, that's probably not even him, whatever, whatever. So, you know, I like to be the judge of, uh, I don't like to take other people's words. So I clicked on a link, and it was very graphic, I will say. Mm, okay. And it was him. And it was him. Yes. And he did release a statement. He didn't He didn't say it was him, but, I mean, everybody knew it was him. And his statement said, you know, um, all these people pointing fingers at me. I'm dealing with stuff just like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I go, I have to deal with God on what I do. Instead of talking about me, you should be praying for me. Right. Which is right. And and you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I, I think because we have a problem with looking at people's sins differently. So, mm-hmm. especially in the church community, we look at not only is, you know, fornication's bad, which mm-hmm. 90% of the U.S. population has done by the time they've reached 22. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that sin of fornication, Christian people go, oh, he also has a sin of homosexuality, which mm-hmm. is way worse. Right. Because the Bible says it's an abomination. Right. Mm-hmm. But a sin is a sin. Right. And so wh- whether you're dealing with, 
you know, fornicating of the heterosexual kind. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't really throw stones at somebody who's fornicating of the homosexual kind because the sin is a sin. Right. Do you guys think it would have been any different if it was with a woman? It wouldn't have been as bad. He He wouldn't have... It wouldn't have been, people wouldn't have treated him as harshly. Right. Because when I looked at the comments that people were writing on the different articles about, um, about this being released, mm-hmm. people were just going in on him like, you know, how can you, how can you be talking about God and preaching for God and singing for God and here you are blowing another man? Right. Like that's what the comments were saying. People mm-hmm. were just being oh, really, really, God. that rude. makes me so upset. Mm-hmm. Like, why? I'm a, I, by the way, I'm an advocate for the gay community, so I have to definitely stand up for them here. Like, why? What's, what, what is the, the problem? Church people well, are it's, harsh, it's, man, it's, and they're just, yeah. they forget the love, the, the love. You know what I mean? You can't sit here and, and look at, a sin is a sin is a sin. And so if you believe it's a sin, fine, but you can't sit mm-hmm. here and look at it differently from any other sin. You can't look at it like, well, that's your sin. That's not the sin I have. Right. So let's focus on your horrible sin. Because one right. sin is worse than another. Right. And, and that's, it's not, people, like, yeah. that's not right. It's yeah. not right. And that's what people portray in, I think, a lot of times the church community because a lot of your traditional church members uh, in the Christian church per se, they they believe that there is one sin that is greater. Um, they believe because the Bible says something is abomination, then, oh, okay, that's horrible. Like if you, you know, I'm I'm a liar, but it's okay because it's not as bad. I'm going to go to a different sin of hell right, or something right. like that. No, the bottom line is sin is sin and God defines that. But he says he loves all of us through our sin. Right. So th- at the end of the day, there's no point. And I think it was great that he said that, like, you pray for me. If you feel that this is wrong, you know, or you know it's wrong and it is um, in the in the eyes of God, then you have to pray for me. Don't judge me. And I think a lot of times uh, they'll get this judgmental spirit, if I can use that term, because they feel like, oh, OK, I'm not going to do that because mm-mm. so I'm going to judge you and say that you you are a worse person than I am. Right. And I think it's, you know, it, it is what it is, what people do in that type of situation, which is not right. There was definitely, it seemed like, a, a choice to leave out the homosexual part mm-hmm. from the episode right, today. Right. Like, what There's do you guys no think mention. about that? Do you think that he kind of asked them not to bring it up? Well, I think I think going to the show, being that it's a show, Preachers of L.A., um, they have a widely, you know, Christian viewing audience. I think it's censorship for the audience, per se. I don't think uh, I think there's a lot of times in other places uh, that they've done that with you other situations. I heard you and I'm trying to get my point. <laughs> I didn't say that I agree with that. All I'm saying is there's been other situations that we've even talked about where there's been issues with some of the other pastors or things that they've gone through where we know it's deeper than what they showed on television. Um, but they give us this censored version of the situation. I think they left out the fact that it was a homosexual sex tape because if you if you add that element in, it's now people don't focus on the fact that it's a sex tape. They focus on the homosexuality, right? And so then it's a it becomes a whole different issue. And then you have people watching that aren't even hearing what what Dietrich is telling Kevin, mm-hmm. which is I've fallen from grace too. I've right. hit rock bottom. I've sinned left and right, left and right. But the one thing that is true is that God still loves me and I still love God and I'm still trying to do what's right, right. you know, to get myself right with God. Right. That's the message, mm-hmm. period. Right. And I think if you add the element of the homosexual sex tape, then people 
especially Christian people that are judgmental, mm-hmm. not all Christian people, but a, a lot of people who are, will look at it and just go, they won't hear anything but homosexual. Right. right. <laughs> they won't hear nothing about, we have to pray for him, we have mm-hmm. to support him. They won't hear anything about that because they'll look at it and go, that sin's the worst right. one. Right. We can't help him. Right. You know? No, I, I agree. And I think, too, because Dietrich is the one that is reaching out to him and he's the one that's telling him, you know, I've done the same thing. I think by omitting that for, again, the show purposes, people can focus on the fact that they both had sexual sins. Uh, Dietrich with his whole situation right. of, you know, stepping outside of his wife, having a baby out of wedlock. I think they shows more of a correlation and people can be like, oh, OK, they do have the kind of same thing going on. Right. That's what I think as far as the show. Dietrich Haddon is the executive producer. So I think that was a lot of, of that situation going on with in, that. In retrospect, though, Lee. Leaving that part out for me makes the whole thing a little more shallow. Because mm-hmm. when we see him and Dietrich together for the first time, mm-hmm. he definitely seems like he's a little bit down on his luck, a little right. bit tired. You know, it's only a year ago, so I imagine he's still really suffering. Yeah, sure. uh, But he says that he has accepted the Lord's forgiveness, mm-hmm. but he hasn't forg- forgiven himself yet. But in my mind, I'm wondering, you know, is he still wrestling with homosexuality? Is it something that he's trying to work through? Or or has he accepted himself for mm-hmm. who he is? Or I mean, I wonder what the status is on all of that. Right, right. I think that, and that's what I'm saying. I feel it's like that, that leaves something Those to are. be said because I think most, when I was re- reading the comments of what people were saying about him, a lot of the things were, it is, it's not even about, you know, it's, it, it's, somebody put it like this. It's the lifestyle that you lead. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what the sin is, but if it's a, a lifestyle of sin, because mm-hmm. it's one thing that we all sin, you know what I mean? Right. But if it's, if it, if that's your lifestyle and right. you know that's your lifestyle, mm-hmm. you have a responsibility when you're preaching and teaching people God's word mm-hmm. to, if you're not following that, then you have a responsibility to say that right. and say, Hey y'all, just so you know, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this myself. Right. I'm trying and I'm just like you. I'm a work in progress like you. But I'm not following this myself. And I mm-hmm. think um, when I read something that somebody put, they were like, that's really what it's about. Because it's not even about the fact that he's homosexual and mm-hmm. that he's leading a Christian choir. Right. It's the fact that are you hiding that? Mm-hmm. If this is a struggle, are you struggling with homo? Like, what is it? Are you struggling with homosexuality or are you out? Are you proud? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Because whatever your whatever your testimony is that's going to help somebody because obviously you love God obviously you do have an anointing for what you do he's really great at his is songwriting and mm-hmm. and really touching people i felt the spirit when it, you know they were singing <laughs> so he does have an anointing in this but it's so much more powerful when you can talk to people and be transparent about what you're going through so mm-hmm. if he even if he is like you know maybe i was struggling with homosexuality and mm-hmm. straight or maybe he's I am homosexual, but I still love God. And guess mm-hmm. what? God still loves me. Whatever the case may be, like, there's there's so much more power in that. And, and I feel admitting like he should, it. Right. He That's why I feel like honest. they definitely shied away from it, though. And this is my shallow uh, remark of the day. His eyebrows were snatched. Did you see those? So I think that, I mean, maybe he's still. <laughs> so I, as a result of his eyebrows, you believe him to still be gay. Well, I think he might still be, you know. <laughs> and if he is, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. I feel like it would, like I'm saying, would be a definitely a more powerful statement to say, mm-hmm. look, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This my my choir has stuck with me. You know what I mean? And we're we're doing great things. I'm gay. I'm a gay Christian. You know what I mean? There are gay Christians out right. there, believe it or not, that still want to be accepted by people that judge them harshly. And so maybe he's one of them, and maybe he should own that. Right. Well, he. I, I would mean, buy that book. <laughs> 
He did talk um, when they were having a discussion um, at the uh, five star restaurant they were at. Um, in DC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with, Ben's with, chili bowl in DC. He's like, I've been talking. Can you eat these up, please? So I'm like, that would be nasty. Right. <laughs> Chili fries. Fries, right. <laughs> but I it felt like he was he was remorseful for what had happened. Uh now I don't know if he was remorseful for the sex state being out there and then him losing his career, or if it was remorse for actually the act of what happened. It right. seemed like embarrassment. Yeah. More than remorse. You you feel it was embarrassment? He can I think it's embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be embarrassed? I mean, yeah. Well, anytime. So then, what do you, yeah. so then do you think he's not because and that's one thing that I that I asked when he said, you know, I've asked for forgiveness. I was just like, for like, what did well, that's, you? That's what I was What did you feel he that you he, needed forgiveness right. from? That you made a tape that you had pre. That's uh, what I'm wondering too. Like out of wedlock sex uh-huh. that you had homosexual sex because all of these things are different. Like mm-hmm. all of the reasons that you could have asked for forgiveness in this situation are all very different and should mm-hmm. all be addressed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know I everything? Wanna, is you what don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> also know. known as Tiffany. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well. Um, there was a situation when he did go to his choir, a rehearsal, uh, and uh, he basically, the choir kind of poured out their support for him right. uh, in spite of what had happened and kind of they were defending him and, you know, just being associated with him because there were a lot of people that were ostracizing them and saying that they, you know, there was a wrong spirit there, that they were being affiliated with him. And Dietrich kind of decided that he wanted to pray for him and they all pray for him together. How did you feel in that moment? What a powerful a good- moment. Right. That felt like one of the most authentic real moments that we've seen on this whole season. Really? Um, and just to see all of them stick by their leader, right. mm-hmm. you know what I mean, through such such a tumultuous time. Right. They have people in their ears saying you shouldn't be around him. You know, it's mm-hmm. like kind of a bad look if you right, right, that right. type right. of stuff. Uh, that gay spirit, yeah. that's what they said in the South, honey. <laughs> You'll catch it. They'll be, be like, careful. you better be careful you catch that gay spirit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, I think it was it was really good, and I had to laugh because it's not often that you get to see people speaking in tongues on oh TV. My right, right, right. You saw that? Lots yeah. of people. Shut up. I was like, they was going <laughs> in. They, they were. I was like, you better say they that. Was Y'all straight Pentecostal in <laughs> Say that. But it's like everyone forgot the cameras were around for yeah, a minute. Right. Yeah. And they, just, lost, they, they went the in. Yeah, right. they got lost in the moment. And, and I think it was a good moment because I come, I grew up in a church, uh, Pentecostal church. That was the norm for me. People right. speaking in tongues, people, you know, praying over the, the, the pastor coming and laying hands on you and rebuking and anointed oil running all in your eyes and right, all of that. Right. Like, I come from that whole situation. So I was very like, oh, okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's I know. I was like, I've seen this plenty of times. I know there's somebody like, what are they right, doing? Are right. they possessed? <laughs> <laughs> right, what is right, going on? Right, right. No, I, I thought it was dope. Um, and I, you know, kudos to them for allowing that to be on the show. Right. Um, because we've seen some other things um, that I'm like, oh, they showed that, really? But I think this was a good time or a balance that they've right. had. Um, to, this is, you know, these are pastors. This is what they do. They pray for people. This is what happens in their ministries. This is what happens right. in their church, you know. Yeah, and I think what um, Dietrich was saying as far as the, the story in the Bible, talking about the leader, and you got to hold his hands up. As long mm-hmm. as you as you hold his hands up, right. the guy will continue Moses, to. Right. right, right. He'll continue to bless you and watch you and help you and take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true, you know. I think there's a blessing that comes when you're just 
helping somebody who mm-hmm. is down and out and sticking by them despite what has happened and, and how people have treated you mm-hmm. as a result of associating with them. Right. I think there's a blessing for all his entire choir because I'm sure there's people that left that choir. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And, and if he was a pastor, they left his church. Right. And so, and then you have these people that are sticking by him and they're getting beat up for sticking mm-hmm. by him. And I, I think God honors that. Yeah. And, and the, the bottom line is no one is perfect and we all have sin and come short of the glory of God. Right. It's in the Bible. Look it up. And so the thing is, is that we have to understand that if you fall from grace or you make a mistake or you you sin, um, God is there to forgive you when you ask for repentance. And at the end of the day, God is the judge. You know, right. we can't sit here and be like, oh, OK, well, you sin and I'm done with you and blah, 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 because then have you are you perfect? No one was perfect that walked the earth but Jesus Christ. Right. That's the end of the story. Right. So we all have to understand that we all fall under that umbrella. Right. And I think when we realize that, then we won't be as judgmental, especially those in the church world and the Christian world that do those things. You know, and it's cause so that sad to happen. Right. how quickly that you can mm-hmm. be praised and mm-hmm. then vilified mm-hmm. in the same day almost. And and really, like if you step outside of the whole church situation, it happens in in, in normal society too. You have you know people who are famous and that's not actors. exactly true. If you made a sex tape, simple sex tape that <laughs> catapulted right people now, to start right up. now, they're actually, I was going to say right now it's actually kind of popular. So. Like you kind of want to do it, but I mean, I'm, what I'm saying in theory, there's times that you make mistakes. I mean, you know, people get caught in certain saying certain things, and all of a sudden they were this amazing, you know right. what I'm saying, whether it could be of a racial nature um, or something along those lines, and they've been on this pedestal, and all of a sudden, boom. You right. know, just what comes to my Paula Deen. You know, yeah, she I was, was going to say, yeah. we yeah. Gonna, yeah. Get, Paula Deen going to have a show right. soon. You know if Paula Deen could come back right. from, the, so, from I mean, her and fall. That's, right. <laughs> and it's just the whole thing, but at the end of the day, the church needs to also, if anybody needs to give, show love, and show, and build you know, people up, exactly, right. it's the people, people of church. The people that profess to be Christian. So, Right. And I, and I think especially for Christians, because it, I see so many times growing up in church, I've seen so many times where people will turn their backs on especially gay people because mm-hmm. they feel like, well, that's a sin we just can't mm-hmm. deal with. Right. And I look at it like if God can forgive somebody over and over and over again, no matter what their sin is, then who am I to sit here and say, well, I can forgive you except for that. Right. And so we have to look at. We have to look at sin the same. We can't. Mm-hmm. We cannot look because there's so many people, especially gay people, who don't want a relationship with God because mm-hmm. they feel like there are Christian people right. who are supposed to represent God and right. they do it poorly. Mm-hmm. And so they feel like, well, I don't want nothing to do with your God if right. that's the case. Exactly. And so they're missing out on this wonderful and beautiful thing. But that, only because there's people who are misrepresenting the real love that mm-hmm. God has. Well, they're also being made to feel like they're committing the worst sin of all possible sins. Right. And so you have gay people that are homeless, they're killing each other, they're killing themselves, they're mm-hmm. being killed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right, right. Because they feel this way, they, they don't feel like they belong anywhere, Right. which is why I feel like Mr. Terry's testimony is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, how many people can he help right. by right. saying, right. Mm-hmm. this is how I am? Relate. Exactly. Uh, and I thought it was great that um, Dietrich Hatton uh, brought Brian Scott from Warner Records uh, to the concert. That concert looked like it was in a shed, though. I mean, <laughs> all I'm going to say is, definitely... I saw the, I was like, what church? No, no, I was laughing because I feel like, like that's like, they showed that church, that, that place where they were at was not in that no, sh- church no, that they no, showed no, on no. the outside. No, that's that a was fall not... from Grace concert. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
That's the combat. That's like, I was like, That's I thought you like, it. Right. Yeah. I was like, there was more people in the choir than in the audience. That's like the when they showed, concert. when they showed the, <laughs> when they showed the front and then the back, I was like, there's like three rows. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then still empty seats. Right. Like, right. I was like, yeah, fall from grace concert. The exactly. next, everybody was hot and sweaty. Oh, That's they, that. Oh, yes. That's that. Oh, they were singing. They was, oh, they were singing. They were singing. Praise dance. Or the AC was not on. Or there was no AC. Right. Exactly. There was no place to run when you catch the Holy Spirit. Right. You, you had just to had to stay, stay in, in the your wall. area. You just stay in the wall and catch it. Right. That's it. <laughs> do what you gotta do. But no, I thought it was a great gesture for him to do that and then Brian Scott getting up and saying, I'm definitely gonna, you know, put this out to my people at Warner Records. I thought it was good because right. at the end of the day, like you said, he's anointed. He has uh, ability to write and sing and I think anybody should have an opportunity to express their gift no matter. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Kudos to that. And right. it definitely looks like he still has it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, and, that, and that just goes to show you God will and can use anybody. Right. Yeah, because absolutely. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look at what this man has gone through. Right. He still has a gift to sing. Mm-hmm. He still has a gift to direct and everything. But you go through things for a reason. Right. Like, and, and the moral of the story is it's not the end of the world when you are going through something. Right. You're going through something to help someone else. Mm-hmm. And so just fight through it. Exactly. So... Kudos to all of them. All of them. And let us know what you think. Go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. It's really easy. Just search AfterBuzz TV, Preachers of LA, and you will see our podcast pop up on iTunes. Click subscribe. It's free, honey. Free 99. Give us five stars. Yes. Please give us five stars. And and give us your comment. What do you think about this episode? What do you think about Kevin Terry and what Dietrich was saying to him? What did you think? We want to know. And we also have, we love your comments, by the way, especially on YouTube. And I wanted to read a comment. From our last, uh, from episode nine, from Malika Diva. Hey, girl. Hey she girl. watches. Hey, Malika. Religiously. Hey, girl. What? And what is- she was talking about last week when about Pastor Tim. You remember uh-huh. he was a fifty year old virgin. Right. You look nervous, Lynn. What's wrong? And I just. And she said, I feel like I, this is gonna go left. She <laughs> said, I think Pastor Tim should be yeah. applauded for his choices. It's interesting how living according to biblical principles that glorify God is now an anomaly, which is so true. And then she ends it with saying, I'm going to need my Isha to hook me up with Lim. Lim's hooking people up. Who's, I know, right? Lim, you have many yeah. admirers. I know, Lim. Do you want to say something to Malika? Would you like to address Malika uh, or any of your plenty of like admirers? Are you uh, single? <laughs> I'm extremely single, actually. Oh, oh yeah. hey, Malika girl. Uh, uh, hey. Ladies. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> you can reach but, him uh, at the poet's thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On Twitter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, um, yeah, I know I do appreciate the comments. Thank you so much for the support. And uh, we're going to move on um, to <laughs> Christy uh, preaching. So, yes. Christy Hayslip, uh, you actually, boom, Megan, boom, called boom, it. Boom. I got it. I got to give you I your props. Yeah. Uh, you called it last week in the predictions. Uh, she's being asked to preach, uh, sounds like on several occasions. Yeah. Right. And she's shying away from that uh, calling. And she doesn't even know, really, if it's something that she should get into. Uh, she's talking. There's a scene where she's talking to her husband, Jay. And he's basically all for it. And it sounds like in the past, based on what they were talking about like he really wanted to push her in that and she kind of stepped back and so I think he kind of released that as far as the push so to speak and let her kind of go the way that she wanted to do in the supportive role of him and of the ministry but now it's one of those things where I feel like she can't get away from it because it's coming so 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 much at her and she's trying to figure out if she indeed needs to pursue that what do you think pursue it girl 
she says that she's at a turning point in her life. Mm-hmm. So she has time to think about this. Now her kids are grown. Right. They're out of the house. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, at a happy place. But I think it's very, like, tricky. Like, you can't call everything a calling just because people want you to do it. Right, just because right, right. people are saying, you know, I think you should model, Megan. You're so beautiful. Oh, you, thanks. Like, you can't call that a calling. Or can uh, you? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> or can you? Uh, like, you yeah. can. No, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I think, though, that Christy should preach because I feel like, I feel like, She's been surrounded by ministry for all these years. Mm-hmm. You know, she's been a, a preacher's wife. She hasn't had the opportunity to go see what she likes to do. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with Priscilla, her friend. She should go take, a, you know, jewelry making classes. Mm-hmm. She should take fashion classes, all that stuff. Because, I mean, God just doesn't give us one gift. Right. Like, her gift is not just, if it is preaching, it's not just preaching. Mm-hmm. It could be making clothes. It could right. be making jewelry. You know what I mean? Like, there's multiple gifts. And then he can use that for something else. You may reach somebody in a in a silversmith class that you would have never reached, <laughs> right. you know, a, a standing in a pulpit. Right. right. So, of course, I do think that she should explore the her her the things that she likes mm-hmm. now that she has the time. But I do feel like there's something special about Christy where she, even if it's not preaching, right, it could just be teaching and talking to people right. because right. she has experienced a lot. She's been married to a drug addict. Mm. She, you know, she was a young young mother. It, she she's got a testimony in itself, and I think. That's just powerful, being able to talk to somebody about it. You don't have to be a preacher like uh, Rachel, who, who oh, was right. with Maisha, exactly. which we'll talk about later. Like, she's clearly not a preacher, but mm-hmm. she has a powerful story. Right. She's a speaker. Mm-hmm. And that can just be just as effective. And so I think I think Christy should think about it, of course, take some time off to really, really just sit in quiet with God yeah. and figure it out. But I do think she should... I think she should. Right. She's going to end up preaching. She's going to. I think so, too. And I think, too, going to what you say about when you're, uh, you know, the wife of a pastor or the wife of a preacher, I think in itself, that's a calling in in the sense that you have to be supportive of that person when you're together. Uh, and I say that because, you know, my father's a pastor and he's been a minister for 20 years, even before he became a pastor for the last 15. And my mother's always been with him. And they are made for each other, I feel. Um, is your mom and, a pastor or preacher? Well, she's the co-pastor with him at the church. Okay. So, but what I'm saying is when he was, she's been in ministry for years just like he has. She accepted her calling, if you want to use that term, um, some years later. Um, she was a choir director. She was did a lot of stuff prior to that. I mean, she was just all over the place. Uh, she counted money and offering. Like, she just <laughs> did everything. But I think, too, in order to, when you are supporting um, your pastor and he's your husband, there's still a gifting in you as well to speak to women um, about whatever. And I think, like you said, her having a testimony uh, is, is something that she can relay. And because of her position... As the pastor's wife, um, it could be I very... I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't that. like it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What, what happened? What I don't happened? know about why, that. Why, why, what happened? It's just so much pressure. Like, why am I... Because I'm married to you, now I have to stand up in a pulpit no, 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 and, like... No, that's not what I'm saying. Do stuff? No, I'm... <laughs> Why can't That's I just not, support you no, and like you make you good support. dinner? Right, <laughs> right. Rub your feet when you get tired. I didn't say. I didn't say that she has to do that. We all we but, agreed or we agree. But I think she that feels she, that way, and I I think, didn't agree with nothing with you. you today. No, you just said we. <laughs> Which one? Well, you said that you feel like she needs to preach. No, I do feel like she needs exactly. to preach. There's so much no, but I don't. I, exactly. I don't agree with what you said, which is that. Um, what about? did I say? No, I don't agree with what you said when it comes to because she's the preacher's wife. She has to. She. I'm not saying has she has to, to speak to women. No, no, I'm not saying she has to. But I think when you are 
the wife of a pastor, there's something there. Okay, fine. I feel better this, speaking about it. Be like I, do, I do feel like you do have a, a special, a different kind yes, of testimony. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But I don't think that it is necessary not, that you have to speak to women because I'm, I feel like that's the problem. We always, we always assume that a pastor's wife leads the women's ministry. And, and I'm not saying that. Because I'm that's not what saying happens. That's kind of what it sounds like. No, no, no. So you she got to deal finished. with the women. You, as soon as I said one word, then you're like, and then she's got to get in the box. kitchen. No. <laughs> Deal with the women and get in the kitchen. Whatever. No, see, now you, it went <laughs> way We're this, sorry. Right, exactly. All I'm saying is seeing from my experience with my mother, seeing experience of other people that I knew growing up in the church, there was always a special. The pastor that I grew up with, his wife never spoke. Um, but she was very supportive of him, and I think she had a lot of wisdom with, and she had like 12 or 13 kids. I mean, so there were things that she could relate to other women that had, you know, because she was married to a pastor. And she Obviously, know, That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that she has <laughs> to be in the pulpit. She has to preach. My mother's a preacher. That's her, though. But she, I'm not saying it's mandatory. Right. And I think that maybe Jay was maybe kind of pushing her. Everyone is. As, you know, to make it, man- well, early on. That's what she said. Early on what you were saying. Yeah. But then he backed off. And I think now yeah. I think now people are asking her, but I think it's a reason that people are asking her because exactly. I think it is a timing situation. And now I think because of who she is, because there's a lot of things that we are meant to do or called to do, if we can use that term, and we live in fear because we feel like we cannot accomplish it. Do you think we she's in fear? It. Living I in think, fear. I think I'm not living in fear, I mean, but I think you know, there's a fear of of doing, of doing that. Yes. I, just, I, just think, I so. think there's a fear, and I, I don't think, think so. I don't think she's into it. Like everything, when I, she's uh, like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Everything about her screams fashion to me. She right, wants to right. do something. No, she does. Like that. That seems like a more natural fit. Even when the, the other ladies are trying to get her to do something, could you go minister to, to these people? Mm-hmm. She's never one to raise her hand to do any of that. Right. She just doesn't seem like she's that into it which is fine what stuck out in my mind was when she was having that conversation with priscilla and she was like what if i want to go and make jewelry is that going to look like i kind of took the easy road or went you know down a uh uh, easy path or Mm -hmm. whatever one that's less respected and Mm -hmm. i'm like why does it have to be one or the other why why is that a lesser uh respected path to take but i think here's but, uh, but, I, I agree with you like I, I i think that it's sad because probably people will look at her and be like oh so you don't preach you just, just want to make jewelry <laughs> you know and then probably look at her like that but i feel like that's again a lot of people you, will. it's not an either or you right. don't have to just be a preacher or just make jewelry like right. you can, you can do, do both and, and that's what i feel and, like priscilla was and saying that, right? and that could be a ministry in itself exactly and on top of that i don't i think it's just a, the the fact of she's probably thinking of a lot of pastors wives who are preachers as right. well most of right. them right and so in her mind she has to fit in that box and she's like I don't want to fit in that box right. that's not the box that's for me but I I do think she should I think there is some kind of preaching in her but it's not for her it's not going to look like the traditional preacher right. it right. may just be speaking to people mm-hmm. it may be combining you know it could what, be going to music festivals right and, and like laying hands on ecstasy right. teenagers <laughs> <laughs> exactly that seems like no, more I, of a good fit I totally agree with all of that. We, we, we go back a few episodes with Lady Lavette. Remember when they had um, the breakfast? Right. And she said herself, like, she had never preached before. She was no, nervous. No, she had preached. She just hadn't preached at that venue. It was at, at that, that venue? breakfast. Okay. To, I had taken it that she hadn't really done a lot of preaching. And this like was a big hadn't. deal. Yeah. It was a big deal for her to do that. And he was supporting her. But the bottom line was, they've been in ministry for years. 
and she finally felt like she was able to do it. But you could tell she was nervous. There was a little bit of fear there in doing it. Um, but she did it. And right. it sounded like it went off good. I feel the same way about Christy. I think that it's her time to do that. I mean, I think it's her season to walk in that. And I think there's just some fear there. And and right. like, and we did agree. <laughs> what I'm saying is that she should. You know, and I think she right. should. I think she has a good testimony. Right. But again, I don't think she should negate any of the stuff. The fashion, the silversmith stuff, which I don't understand. The music festival. It's making jewelry. Oh, okay. All right. The What's making silver? jewelry. <laughs> All of that. I don't think she should negate any of that. But I think that she should um, continue with what she's doing and then still add the preaching aspect to or the speaking aspect to it. Um, uh, absolutely. So... I'm, that's where I'm We're at. rooting for you, Christy. Yeah. Woo-woo. Let's handle it. So, um, <laughs> speaking of ministry, uh, Maisha um, and the uh, strip Ooh. club ministry. So, I, mean, <laughs> I used to be a, by the way, I had to laugh when I saw, when I saw this. Yeah, yeah, I used to be in a club ministry at my church. We there would was dress a club up. Ministry? Yes. It Shut was up. so much fun. Shut up. Oh my no. God. Let me, Please let me tell, tell you what it was. Please tell me. But it was so much fun. So basically, we would dress up like we were going to the club, but not like like super hoochie. You put on or your nothing. hoochie dresses? But, no, not, not like that. Too you much. Know. Like, not, like more on the, like you look like you about to go out for the go night, out. but not like hoochie. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so it would be like a group of us. Like so, the first time we did it, maybe like 10, 15 people. And we had these flyers that look like club flyers. So you know the club flyers that are like right. colorful Glossy. and they have like, you know, right. they're glossy right. they got all the print on them so they look like club flyers so we wouldn't go into the club but we would be like outside parking lot pimping that's sneaky and then no no and then as people were coming out we'd be like oh uh like we hope to see you sunday like we yeah. wouldn't even it wouldn't even be like hey you stop and talk to it right we would right. just be like hey yeah. like come check this out and keep it moving come check this out right and then people be like oh cool like what party is this and they'd be like oh snap this is church <laughs> on sunday and they would flip it over they see the picture of our pastor his, his <laughs> But it was actually fun. We, people actually came Did to our church. They was like, y'all are cool. Like, y'all just came to the club, like, to pass flyers out. Like, yeah. Because we weren't dressed like, you know, we weren't, we right. didn't, we weren't buttoned up all, all the way, way to, the to the top. To right. We weren't like that. And, then, and there was a lot of young people in my church. So we just went out. And it was cool because it would be like, you know what? Like, I want to go out, but I don't want to go out in that kind of setting. Because, right. you know, you don't always want to go to a club. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to hang out and I want to be around young people. And mm-hmm. afterwards, we would go eat. So I was like, when I saw this, I was like, go ahead. Strip club ministry. <laughs> and we were outside the strip club once and they kicked us out. They but kicked you we out. did go. How you can you get kids out outside the strip club? Because there's security outside. Oh, it was like, get yeah, they was, yeah we, we were putting uh, flyers on people's car and they was like, you can't do that here. Oh, I see. Well, um, okay, so <laughs> this is my thing. Um, I know you guys have been schooling me on uh, the aspect of staging in programs. So, um, you know, I've been trying to look with those eyes now when I see CBC. So, Maisha and Rachel, who you mentioned earlier, uh, who has this great testimony about being, you know, in, in trafficking, uh, go to the strip club. Can you say sex trafficking? Can sex you can't tra- just say trafficking because... Oh, then they think like she's so a trafficking traffic cop. She's a cop? She's a cop? <laughs> <laughs> The intersection. She was, yeah. Right. Okay, directing traffic. Okay, sex traffic, excuse me. <laughs> um, but they go to the strip club that is completely empty. Like, complete, like no dancers, no bouncers, no DJ. Right. Per Rachel's and, right. suggestion. Right. And, but I mean, there was like nobody. Right. And then Lisa's behind the bar 
like like a the traditional barkeep, uh, like wiping the <laughs> like you know what I'm saying with the, with the camera already right, in there in there yeah, and she's wiping the you know the counter, and they meet her and they start talking to her, and then you know and they're like yeah we want to you know check out some of your girls and like oh really uh, let's sit down and talk and then they sit down and the camera's there. I just really felt that there was I felt like I had the discernment of staging. Yes, <laughs> finally, <laughs> Lem has seen that reality shows are not always reality. <laughs> So <laughs> right. So I, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, I did like Lisa. I thought she was cool. But what do you think of that whole situation with them talking? My Isha kills me sometimes. Yeah. Like she, I wonder sometimes what land is she living in. Like it's just like <laughs> what goes on in her mind. It's like unicorns and right, like right. what's going on up there. Like, care bears. She's like we need yeah care bears. Right. <laughs> She's like we need to take this to the streets. She told us. <laughs> what just, do you mean you don't think that she should have? <laughs> well, I just think like. She's not. That's not her joint. Though. Exactly. That's like Rod Gibson to the billionaire. Yeah. Right. Exactly. She like. Let's go to the streets, guys. Let's go to the streets. Let's go to the strip club and like talk to strippers. She don't well, like you know. Even when she was like proposing this idea, she's like, should we like wear got like glasses or like to go undercover <laughs> right, right, or something? Right, like, are right. you doing a sting operation? What are you thinking? And but luckily, she did have someone with street cred with her uh-huh. who kind of like calmed her down. She's like, yeah. well, we're going to the strip club. From a place of love and not, I feel sorry for you, not, I want to save right, you. Right. We're not doing that. We're just going to go. We're going to say, I love you. I'm here if you need me. Which I feel like is the best approach ever if you're trying to save people. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I I don't know. I, I liked Rachel. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Yeah. It was nice to be introduced to Rachel. Right. Rachel was nice. Rachel was nice. Was pretty. I, I did. She was, yeah, she was a pretty lady. Um, <laughs> I liked when they were actually at the event, uh, the lipstick event. Uh, what was the title of it? Well, wait, before we get into that, I did want to say something about um, about Lisa. And I thought it was really funny because if they're going to have this in a... I knew this was staged. It's in a strip club. Right. There's no strip club that will allow cameras to come in there, number one. Exactly. And will allow them to come in there with you trying to save their dancers, which right. would take away money flow from which their Which I club. thought was also, I was thinking that in the back of my mind, in my discernment. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> so, I, so when I saw that, I was just like, come on, y'all. Right. Of course, there wasn't going to be no strippers in right. here. Right. Um, but I do, I'm so glad that they did go there. And I do think that Maisha has a, a heart. She does, you know, she really feels strongly about helping and saving women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with her background, which we found out that her father yes. was a convicted felon, a convicted right. murderer. Murderer, like, yes. Wow. Right. Interesting nugget of information right. that I would have never, never known. We've never heard that before. And the fact that she was like, I didn't know until I was 12. Right. Like, <laughs> of course you didn't. Right. Wow. So, yeah, she does come from, I mean, you know, we call her bubblegum or whatever, but there is some that she does have stuff that they, I think her approach sometimes is very, you know, naive, naive. at some right. times. Um, but, yeah, the name of the event was Hiding Behind the Lipstick. Right. That Which she was trying to get Lucy. Book. Right. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she does have a new book. Out. Oh, nice. Okay. Shout out new books. Yeah. New books. <laughs> so um, she was talking to Rachel or Lisa, excuse me, about coming to the event. And she had different women. Um, when we saw the event, there were different women with these uh, cardboard um, sayings cardboard on it. Cardboard confessions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That were doing <clears throat> stuff that they had gone through and had overcome. And this was something that Rachel had devised. And then Rachel got up to speak. And we heard some of her testimony about, you know, how she was 
essentially kidnapped and forced into prostitution um, and the sex trafficking uh, and how she came out of that. And I thought it was interesting when she came back to her parents and kind of how they had this moment where, you know, they were just, it was very awkward. You know, right. she had been gone and then they, she comes back and then she tells them everything that's happened. And then her parents are still like, it's all good. You know, we got you. Um, you're going to get past that. And just very supportive of her. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good. I thought it was amazing to hear that because I, I mean, that's, that's got to be crazy that's to intense. go through. Yeah. To go through something like and that. And I do believe I saw a ring. Yeah. A, she was an engagement and a wedding band on that. Oh, honey. So yeah. Yes. So yeah. There it is. Came all the way out. All the way up out there. Right. It's crazy because you, looking at her, she's so beautiful. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? From mm -hmm. we were on the street, I would never know. And it's crazy how, you know, you, you could be sitting right next to people and never know what they're going through, what they've been through. And right, like, that's an right, incredible right. story. Right. Exactly. That she has to tell. Exactly. Uh, so I, I loved, I loved hearing it. And it's also mm -hmm. on their website if you guys want to see the entire Rachel's story. Oh, really? It's on Oxygen's website. Oh, nice, nice, oh. nice. Um, when, uh, well, <clears throat> Lisa ended up coming to the event. She didn't make it. You know, Mike's just kind of looking out for her, and then she kind of steps in during the time Rachel's giving her testimony, brings someone by the name of Passion. Um, so do you think Passion was a dancer at the club? <laughs> I'm just saying because it Passion. I mean, no, I think um, she's just a passionate friend of hers. Is that what I think it is? passion is just her friend. Just her this friend. This is also a stage moment for you, Lem, that you can right. uh, start to pay attention yeah. to. When these people start coming late to church, this has happened every time they try to save With someone. Justin, they're yeah. like, every time. I don't know. Is so he going to come? Okay. I'm so nervous. So that's a stage thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Course, they probably yeah. paid them like okay. 150 bucks <laughs> to come, late. and we're going to just wait. Uh -huh. We're going to hold you and go. And go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting better. <laughs> but I was right about the one. You were. I, I got it. I had you got it. it. So, but I thought it was good. And then Maisha actually started ministering to Passion and kind of, you know, right there impromptu. Uh, and I thought it was great because it seemed like Passion had some things that she was going through. And that event really touched her. And Maisha talking with her and ministering further about it was really good. Um, so kudos was so to her. Awkward. For that. Was it awkward for you? Well, because Passion was, I mean, Passion didn't want that. She you don't think so? I don't think she needed any attention. But it wasn't. I, it like, was very mild. Yeah, it, was it wasn't very, like <laughs> on stage. I will say that. Yeah, but it was just like it didn't feel. It didn't feel good to me. Like I, I feel like passion was just like smiling and nodding for the sake of getting out of there quickly because really? she's on camera. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. I thought, I mean, I'm looking at her and she looked like she was getting very emotional right. while Maisha was talking to her. I mean, I know that, you know, again, going to church and when somebody touch you and they say something and just hit you, you, go, oh, you I know. I see your pain. Right. And then I, I, I want to save you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it was, I think, I think it was something that she needed. I'll put it like yeah. that. I think it was something she needed to hear. I don't think it was terribly awkward. She didn't look like she was super uncomfortable. She said she wanted to come back, yeah. which is important. Because that's what you, you have know. to say when you have a preacher's wife staring you down your face. You can't say, but I'm I, not going to come back. No. I, I felt like that was genuine, though, because yeah. she was so quick with it. Like, she was like, no, no, I'm definitely coming back. Right. Because you have to say that. No, She's not because she could have said, I just, oh, I really liked it. Like, mm -hmm. it was really good. Yeah. I might come back. She's not yeah. going to say, I really hated this. This is a stupid event, and I'm never going to come back. she really did. But, like, she threw that out there. Nobody was even asking her to right. come back. And she, right. that was, like, the first thing she said. Was like, exactly. oh, I'm definitely coming Exactly. I think she really liked it. And I will say, Maisha is a little pushy. She's right. a little testy. We oh, know of that. Course. Mm -hmm. Of course. And so I do think she was a little pushy when right. she was just like, yes, you need to change. You know. You need to change. 
You it's need gonna to happen. I'll give you a shove. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course, we know they're gonna give her a shove because right. you do. You give everyone a shove. Right. Yes, that's what you do. <laughs> but <laughs> I think she should probably scale back a little bit. I think come more from a more of a Jesus approach. Which right. is, I'm here if you need me. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm here if you need the love. I agree. You know? But I think I think the bottom line is she was touched by it, like I said, and I think it was good for her to be there. What did yeah. you guys think about Maisha's uh, testimony and her speech? She kind of followed the sex uh, trafficking mm-hmm. thing with a, something that was a little more uh, lighter. Tame. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, about not feeling attractive and mm-hmm. because she's dark skinned. Right. Which mm-hmm. is something that a lot of ethnic women feel right. and can identify with. If you are, right. you know, if you don't pass a paper bag test. Mm-hmm then you are not attractive. And even living in L.A., like, I feel like I'm too dark-skinned to be considered Mm -hmm. attractive out here. Yeah, totally. Men look straight past you. Hmm. What? Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. And you're not, like, you know, that dark. Exactly. So, but I'm considered dark-skinned, and that's considered unattractive. Not necessarily spoken, but, you know, people kind of consider it that way. But I thought it was interesting for her and, and also very great that she made herself so vulnerable right. and, and let us in on that type of thing. She's like something that she was dealing with even in right. her late 20s mm-hmm. not yeah, feeling attractive grade, and overcompensating yeah. with makeup and whatever else Fun. she could find. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was in good taste. I thought it was something that a lot of people, women could relate to. I remember being younger and having uh, friends of Somebody both. put that brown paper bag up <laughs> to you, Lil. No, no. <laughs> but no, I did have friends that, because I mean, back, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, light skin was in Christopher Williams <laughs> exactly. barge, I'll be sure that was what it was so if you were light you know you was brought up. exactly yep. so if you were darker I mean my best friend was darker skinned and he would always hate on me like see 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 how she looked at you you know, I had my shag and it was curly because I put water in it but um, that's besides the point but I do understand I've seen that in my friends and people that I love and associate with people in my family obviously so um, but it's a situation that I think that again people can relate to and I thought it was good that she mentioned that right right I thought I it was good. a lot of people go through that a lot yeah. of women go through that and mm-hmm. you know and I don't think her you know hiding behind the lipstick is just about although a lot of women have had gone through sexual assault mm-hmm. of, of some type I don't. I think it's good to show that you know, even if you haven't gone through that, there is still something in your life that you're hiding behind, or some right. insecurity. You know, as a woman, I think people in general, people everyone in general. has some type of insecurity mm-hmm. that affects how they act. Right. You know, and in her case, she said it made her feel like she needed to be smarter than than anybody and mm. everything, and overcompensate. Overcompensate, right? Um, and so. I, I do. I'm glad she addressed that, and it was very Maisha like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know of what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't if she said something like, you know, my father's I was a tied murderer. up in right. a basement. Right. I'm like, oh. like um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of that, let's get into. I think it's a great moment to get into predictions for next episode. Predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. You start with. Your favorite prediction every week. <laughs> well, favorite prediction. okay, so I was very, I, I, I don't want, I think it's playing with my emotions, so I'm not, I want to get too excited. Okay. But of course, McClendon wasn't in this episode. <laughs> of course. But they did show the previews for next episode. They kind of repeated the preview right. that we had seen before that we right. thought was supposed to be for the last episode, mm-hmm. last week's episode, about the daughter coming and then him meeting the fiance for the first time and not even knowing that she was engaged. So it looks like that came back. They kind of did alter 
I saw that they altered they, it. Very much so. Yeah, so it kind of didn't look that way. It like, wasn't dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> last right. time it was like, dun, dun, dun. Right. How right, dare right, I find right. out find on out Twitter. Inst- yeah, Instagram that you're engaged. And, and now that was it's like, like yeah. philosophically, yeah. men shouldn't marry right. before 30. Right. And then like she kisses him. Like It's like very endearing. It's, different. It which was is different. shady. <laughs> I bet he was like, I don't like the spin that y'all took on that. Right. We need to recut it and right. undo it next right. week. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think that's probably what ha- well, that was what happened since I'm using my discernment. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to see that. I mean, you know, see what his daughter has to say about the situation. Very pretty girl, by the way. Um, I don't know about him, though. Like, he looked a little. Uh, what, her fiance? Yeah. He looked Craigslist. A little Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. He Why? Because he's a white guy? No, he looked. No, no. Because he looked like Howdy Doody. It looked like, a little Craigslist. So, like, what's wrong with Howdy Doody? Nothing. Howdy Doody has Whatever money, floats right? your boat. Right, right. If that's what you like. Right. But um I'm interested to see that. And then I'm very, very um interested to see uh what's gonna transpire. I believe that um Ron may apologize. Uh, what to you Loretta. think the good I think, bitch I think Ron he may, Gibson. Because oh, the way uh, they're the way they're spinning no. it, you know, she's very Crying and very hurt, and I mean, it's kind of right there in his face with everyone there. He's going to be forced to apologize. I don't want to say forced to apologize. Well, I mean, however you want to call it, but I think an apology may come out of him. I think. I think. I think some of the things that's been coming coming available of him with him, you know, with his his sister and his you know niece and his great nephews, kind of the spin that's been taking place, and you know, it just seems like in the path that he's going, uh, that's what's happening. So, what do you guys think? Well, good. He needs to apologize. Yeah. I mean, of course, he has a point when he talks about you know what's going on with with Loretta and and Bishop Jones. But guess what? That's their business. Right. And so I think you know him. Being mean to Loretta is not the place. You right. say what you said, but he needs to put his attention back on Bishop Jones. Mm-hmm. And if he has any words of negativity or if right. he have any words about you need to change what you're doing, those need to be addressed mm-hmm. to Bishop Jones. Got it. Not the, to the lady. Well, they still have to get past whatever is happening to to pull off the gang summit. Right. So I think that I want to know, like, I feel like he's going to push them on the sex thing again. Right. That's going to come up again. He's going to mm-hmm. be like, All right, right. You know, are y'all getting right. it in or what? Right. And uh, maybe we'll get something out of it. Maybe. this time hopefully Maybe. I don't know what no, I'm, we're not, <laughs> we're not, I, I predict we're not going right. to get any further I'm right. looking forward to seeing Myesha's brother yeah. I like, know I was say, yeah. my favorite part oh is my to God. see Keyshawn yeah. what did he say legs oh my oh, gosh he said head something I don't know that, like, but that just sounded crazy I feel like him crazy. and Myesha are like so yes. opposite they are. They are. They I love are. him already yeah. though I feel like he might be my yeah. spirit animal but I'm excited to see about next week that is our show for this week want to thank you for tuning in as always we are here every week spinning the dish on preachers of la uh, again my name is lim gonzalez your host you can find me on social media at the poet saint and that's on twitter and instagram megan where can they find you as always you can find me megan thomas on facebook twitter and instagram at meg scoop like scoop of ice cream and don't forget to check out my web series called colored people just search colored people tv on youtube and you can find me on twitter at tiffs with a z tweets with a Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. Tuning in. We'll see y'all later. God bless. Bounce back next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.